treating like a joke Not anymore Now that we're growing up Take a puff There used to be enough These days not so much It's all fun and games But such a shame And one of us gets cut Wait a little of the ATX Artist Social Podcast. I am your co-host, Tyson Davis. Along with me, we have... Lolita Rodriguez. And we are your hosts. We are recording live today, and we have Kitty Cohen in the building with us. We can't wait to, you know, chat with her and talk to her about her creative entrepreneurship, but you know how we do. We catch up with the team. I feel like it's been a while, but it really hasn't, right? We... Still like it's been a week, a week. You know, a lot happens. Alola says a lot happens in a week, so I feel like a lot happens within a day. Like in a day, I feel like you wake up, you're fresh. A bunch of bullshit happens. <laughs> you recover, and then in the night you're all tired, and then you're chilling and everything, and then you start all over. So it's like a full a full day of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and do you remember those days with, when you didn't have responsibilities? Or when we were a child and we were trying to be grown and yeah. shit? Yeah, yeah. those days were, were less hectic, right? Because you could chill all day, play PlayStation, you know, eat microwave dinners and stuff like that, you know? So, you know, now that we have responsibilities, like, I'm sure, like, our day changes. We, we missed, like, being grown for being able to do whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. for all the responsibilities that we actually have to do. I feel like now it's like since we have kids and we have to be awake, <laughs> that is like more in a challenge within itself because I feel like whenever you are single and you don't have kids and stuff like that, it's kind of easy to be like, all right, yeah, you can relax and everything. But then like when your kid gets up, it's just like... I have to be awake. Yeah, I have to I be used awake. to schedule nap times during like like around six or seven, just so that I knew, like, okay, seven o'clock, I'm start getting ready to be able to go out, and I was fully energized. <laughs> but I can't do that anymore. I have to stay awake throughout the whole day. No, even if being a business owner, you have to pretty much plan and you know strategize your day every day. You know, it's an everyday challenge to be on top of games. So, yeah, and I feel like kids don't give a fuck about that. So like, you just schedule as much as you can. Like to stay on schedule and get your stuff done, but you have to always. I've always told people to give that. Uh, it's like the the fuck it fifteen minutes. Like you you put I put fifteen minutes between anything because then I'm just all like, all right, this fifteen minutes I know some bullshit's gonna happen. It's gonna be off my That's time. Set back. That's gonna set, set me back, back, and then I'm gonna be like, all right, regear myself, and then I'm ready to go. Yeah. So fifteen minutes between everything. I don't call myself the queen of like monopolizing every minute, but like I feel like everybody doesn't realize I do a thousand things a day. I, 
<laughs> but it's all because I have timers, and people laugh at my fucking timers all the time. Like, my timers are go off. So why are you just talking shit at all my timers right now? No, your timers are for getting up. My timers are to tell me eat. Time to, like, do this. Because I, I forget to eat, so I have to have a timer to eat to remind me, hey, your body needs Yeah, to no, Martha was all like, look at all these timers for my kids to go to school. I was all like, stop. <laughs> It's, it's gonna like log in and log out every like hour, half hour almost. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But yeah, it's all about keeping schedule, keeping yourself, holding yourself accountable too, which is a hard thing to do. That just helps you stay like focused. The topic of every episode: be accountable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's evident that we work with artists all the time. We're like, be accountable. <laughs> Answer your emails. Right. <laughs> Nothing's better than an artist who responds quickly, right? Oh my god. An artist who responds quickly is on their shit. And like people that give me stuff, I'm just all like, I love, I now love you. Me and you are friends now. We're best friends. Like every single time, I was like, oh, it's so great. I love you. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of, we did move back the bonfire, right? Oh, yeah. Let me mention that. Okay, so we were supposed to have a bonfire. Technically today, but we're talking about it in the future. We're futuristically talking. So July 3rd is going to be the new date. We are not releasing the location yet. We'll be having that in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be doing it July 3rd. So look for July 3rd. We're going to start lightly promoting it here um, in the next couple of days. But due to this crazy ass weather, and I said in the last episode that this Texas weather, she's faulty. Yes, yeah, she's, she's not faithful. Yeah, she's not fucking faithful whatsoever. She's being, no, she's being a bitch. So, and it's been raining for weeks. So I felt like the need to push it. But we will be partnering, of course, with Paradox. And I also want to mention that we are now partnering with Something Cool Studios. For the podcast and um, the sponsorship with Jack Daniels and Cacti. So if you like Cacti, please take a sip. We're, I'm going to be sipping this uh, little uh, pineapple one, 7% alcohol. <laughs> and then, of course, Jack Daniels. You know, everybody knows Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is all like, put I you down. Some Jack Daniels. Yeah, you don't want to be put out and be horn in the streets and the next thing you know, you're just laying on the bed. It's like, <laughs> butt-ass naked. We do want you uh, to drink responsibly. Yes. If you, if you partake, make sure you're yes. 21 and up. We don't allow underage drinking. We don't no. support that. Because um, no. nothing's worse than a drunk young person. No. Uh, Did you hear me pop that cat Yeah, I heard it. Just oh, want to let you know. Speed. Yo, so speaking of that bonfire event, we have Kitty in the in the building with us. ATX our social team. Y'all help me give her an introduction that's worthy. Yo, Kitty, what's up? Kitty sounds like really fierce, and I get that from your music too. Like I get that fierce feline feeling from your music. No, 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 really, really dope video that I saw. Love the visuals. Love the sound of the music. ATX started social listeners don't really know you and don't know where you're from. So could you tell us a little bit about your background before we get into the sound and the visuals? Yeah, definitely. So I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Moved to Texas when I was like two. I'm from Denton, Texas, kind of north of Dallas area. Came out to San Marcos to go to school. 
finished that because uh, my mom really wanted me to get a degree. So I was like, all right, let's do this thing. So it's a piece of paper. So got it. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Austin and sing blues music. I think it's kind of the first thing. You went to school for music? No, I went to school for political science. I was, oh, okay. I, was gonna, I was like, wanted to be like a lawyer or whatever. And I didn't actually ever want to do that, I don't think. I think I just was when deciding to be a musician, there aren't any musicians in my family, like not a single one. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, when you when you tell your parents, oh, I want to be an artist, they're like, well, you're going to be broke. And it's like, well, <laughs> what I need. So, yeah. you know, so it's just something that I've, I've always wanted to do music. I, I grew up being just obsessed with like other artists and kind of fixated on that. And then once I was able to kind of like find my voice and start performing live, like I realized like I love it. You know, I want to do this for the rest of my life. So... That's kind of how it happened. Did you get into the political science as a way to help you with your music, as a guideline as well, something to look out for? Do you see anything that's usable now that you learned? Okay. Well, I will say that political science was a lot of reading and a lot of, like, history, and you just, you learn about a lot of different things. And so I think that kind of helped me with my writing, because I'll sometimes take, like, sounds so weird, but I'll just take, like, old, like, philosophy books, like, there's like like Plato, like philosophers like him, and just kind of the things that they would say, and then reiterate the things that I believe into something that's more current. Cool. Dirty though. <laughs> I know. That just seems like you just try to be about your shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely find myself on being about my shit for sure. But yeah, no, I, I basically just take a lot of inspiration from books too. So I think being in political science helped in that way. Also, like I think it's it's good because I know my rights as a U.S. citizen, which I think that's cool because, like, obviously that's been, like, a whole, you know, problem in America. So that's, like, something that I think is really important that I carried on. You know, college is, I'm, like, blessed to go to college. A lot of people say it doesn't matter, but honestly, like, I'm blessed that I was able to, like, do that and carry that out for myself. So that's a good thing. Thanks, Mom. Shout out to Mama Dukes over there. Shout out to Mama Dukes. Yeah, I do have to agree about the rice thing because I went to school for forensics and stuff. So, like, the first thing you have to take is, like, they called it amendments. Mm -hmm. Where you have to learn the amendments. It was just, like, straight three months of learning, like, every amendment in detail. And that was so great to know just because, like, when you get in a situation and stuff, it's just all, like, no. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know you're not doing some stuff that's right, so I need to go ahead and, like, like I said in the last, previous one to the the last episode, I was telling y'all that I'm a snitch, (laughs) and this is why, because I know my rights, and I know if they got me and I'm in a situation, all y'all going down. (laughs) Listen, they don't don't put me in the hot seat. I'm releasing, releasing all the information. I'm telling you. I think it's just like, like Kenny was saying, it's extremely important to know your rights, to know everything that is with the Constitution, because I feel like a lot of people don't know certain elements or they'll know certain things and then they'll apply it. Because I think a lot of people, I don't, I don't want to say that. Like, yes, yeah. or they'll do stuff to feed their own agenda and they really don't understand what they're saying and stuff like that when it comes to like statements don't do that yeah and i think that it's also like power is always at play like whether you're talking to an officer or even mm-hmm. in the music industry like people who have power like it's hard to not take advantage of it it's really hard it's a hard mm-hmm. thing to like hold and so knowing your rights is you know you can tell when stuff even if someone's in power is taking advantage of you and so that's your power yeah and it's like it. you know so that's yeah, that's sure. my spiel on going to school for <laughs> <laughs> like, so 
Let me ask you this. What made you get into the style? You said you had a lot of influences of growing up with music and stuff. Who were they and what got you into the style that you're producing now? Like the sound that you're producing? This is kind of the million dollar question, I guess, because I, I feel like the people I was inspired by growing up weren't just musicians. Like I was really into like movie stars and like I loved like old Western films and stuff like that. I thought I just thought that was interesting growing up. Uh, but some of the musicians, I would listen to a lot of older musicians growing up. So James Taylor, Paul McCartney, Stevie Nicks, to a lot of Bill Withers and like, mm. just like older music at first. And then I kind of started to get into like, I grew up on Lana Del Rey, like I'll go ahead and say it. Like, <laughs> I love her. She wrote that sad girl shit. Like if you, we're all influenced by Lana Del Rey. And yeah, so, but, yeah. <laughs> but I loved how she like created, it's before that it was, I love these artists too, like Taylor Swift, those kind of people. Beyonce, but it was like all glamour, and I thought that was cool. But I was like, I want like to create a world where when people listen to my music, they're like, we're in, they're we're in like a vibe right now. I'm like, this is the vibe. I don't have to worry about like whatever is on my mind because this is how I'm feeling. It's immersed within your music. Yeah, like I want it to be a really immersive experience, and I, that's what I want for my live shows too. I want people to be able to just kind of like put to bed whatever's on their mind and just like have a good time or cry or whatever going through, you know. <laughs> and I think that's kind of like. But that was like the first artist where I was like, this is it. Because she kind of took like these poetic hard things to talk about and made, I mean, she's kind of a polarizing figure these days, but honestly, like, I get well, when she first came out. When she though. first came out, I mean, it's hard. Like, as a female musician, you're constantly having to find ways to make yourself interesting. Like, I just started and people are just like, what are you going to do next? Like, what do you do this? Always telling me like how I should do something kind of. And it's like, you kind of just have to stick to what you know and what you love because there's so many people that are on amazing journeys, but that's not your journey. So as far as like influences go, I'm inspired by a lot of things, but I try to just stay true to what I love, which is like, do you feel like sometimes opinions can derail what you're after? Yes. I think because a lot of, there are a lot of people I respect in the industry that I work with, that I know, and everybody has their own vision of how things should be or what, what they see you as, you know? Oh, yeah. And so whenever, when I'm writing a song, for example, I do not like to share it with other people. I don't like to show it to anybody, maybe like my best friend and my boyfriend. But other than that, I don't like outside opinions because when people start to question things, especially when it's not fully developed or realized, I start to question it. So I just like to like keep it going until I find it to a point where I'm like, this is it. Like if you don't like it, then like, Problem. <laughs> yeah. We actually spoke on another episode about how, like, when painters sometimes leave our artwork on the wall for like six months until we're finally satisfied with looking at it, mm -hmm. be able to let it move on and move forward. Mm -hmm. I imagine that's very similar heartfelt process. Yeah, I think every song is different. Like, some songs I'll write, like my recent single, Holy, I wrote that song in 20 minutes, and I was like, we haven't done music for six months, haven't played music with anybody else in six months during quarantine. And whenever I had someone else playing guitar, I just, it just went. And I was like, this is what I'm feeling. But uh, songs like Fade, like I worked on Fade for like two years before I was ready to put it out because it's a very like personal song that I wasn't ready to, I was like, I, you know, I don't know if it's finished yet, but eventually you just stop going down the rabbit hole and you just got to be like, it's done. Like, yeah. It's done. It's never going to be perfect, you know? Oh, yeah. It's never going to be perfect. I feel like all uh, artists are perfectionists in their own way. <laughs> and and then they're like, that once you said, like, after a while, they're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. This transition, oh, <laughs> it's complete. Yeah. <laughs> That's what always happens because, you know, I, to me, like, 
I worked on these mosaic portraits with Musak at the Mosaic Workshop at, at Something Cool Studios. So I work on those. Jay Musak is always laughing at me because like I'll have something and then he'll come back and it's just like completely different. Like it's all gone. <laughs> I'm just all like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. And I and it's like tile, like we're cutting down tiles and stuff. So it's like a long time that it took me just to do this little part and then I'm just all like <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, like, so I completely understand it. And so I feel like it's in every aspect of different art forms, whatever your art form may be, that you just have to make sure that don't, you're not never going to be hundred percent satisfied. I feel like you need to start accepting like 85. Yeah. I do think though that this artist, her name's Maggie Rogers. She's amazing. She, I, she was talking about how there's so much pressure on output nowadays like mm -hmm. as an artist i'm told you need to have a single out of month until you're EP. you need to have start releasing singles you need to put out this you need to be on tiktok yada 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 but it's because there's so much pressure on that people don't actually take the time to just finish something mm -hmm. because there's you have to put it out you got to keep that momentum going else people are not going to be interested in you anymore i agree i think that's a bad thing because now the quality of music has fallen exactly right? now it's uh, yeah i think and production elements of music are great i think have gotten way better but as far as like the quality of something that's built to last a song you listen to you can listen to it over and over again like now, yeah, I tell, my daughters, I tell my daughters all of the music that's being made now because back when we were coming up a one-hit wonder stood out, right? Like, oh, wow. no, you knew the one-hit wonder. Oh, they, they, their album only had one good song on it, and they never made music again. But nowadays, with the social media, there's a lot of one-hit wonders. They're erased over time. Yeah, they're erased over time. Like, in the past five years, just think about how many hit songs that came out, and nobody has an album. Nobody has anything that's gold, that's yeah. worth anything, you know? So is it a little bit like your tools got better, but you're the manufacturing just got faster, and so it's just it's yeah, yeah, so exactly. yeah, so it's like all, pieces. Yeah, like all the tools are so much more accessible. Like I was able to make music on my laptop with the audio interface and a guitar in my bedroom, and that's you know like Billie Eilish and Phineas, that's what they do. And look at them, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's so accessible, but because there's so much pressure on to be interesting and stay relevant and have a lot of followers and be on everything, mm -hmm. it's you don't make something that's built to last and eventually it's, you forget about it. So I think that's something I'm really trying to work on, especially with this next album, which is not going to be up for a while, but it's really when I'm done with it, maybe like not be at 85 because like right now I feel like I have to be at 85. I'm just gonna keep yeah, that's what I feel like. Yeah. That's how they push you. And that's yeah. what I feel like I want to settle and be like, this is 100% of what I can give right now. Maybe in a year I'll listen back and be like, what was I doing? But <laughs> like, in the moment, I loved it. You know, yeah. like, that's what's important. You just got to live now. What's that saying? Um, if you got a, one foot in the present and one foot in the past, you're pissing on oh, one, one foot yeah. in the future and one foot in the past, you're pissing on the present. Yeah. So oh, I'm never where the hell did y'all hear this? RuPaul. RuPaul? Oh, okay. I was all like, yeah, I heard that. I heard that like it was the playground. What? Where did you go to school? Like, what? Like, I heard that when I was six years old. Sixth grade, maybe. Yeah, no, I never heard that shit. I'm like, what? Okay, that's a good, it's a good thing, but yeah. Never in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Never I heard it. Yeah, you, you can't even think of too many people making music today that's going to be here 10 years from now. Like, their music is going to be... Yeah, yeah it's no. not, they're not making last 
you know, moment. Because when you hear a song, you remember the moment. You remember how it made you feel. And so you can remember your now, surroundings. You can visualize it. So here are my thoughts about it. You are grown, right? So you, I'm pretty sure you still listen to a lot of music. You particularly do. I'm pretty sure your kids are going to end up keeping the same music taste that they're in with right now. And as they, they get older, they're going to continue to kind of listen to the music they're listening to now. So to me, it's kind of like more of a generational moving forward. But all oh, the music today is all that great. But for the ears of today, it's going to be great for tomorrow. And yours was great with yesterday. Yeah. I'm not, I, don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Because you have to realize even old ass music that like was made you know, you made about years, years ago. Like yeah, that's made before I was, was even yeah, born. Like, like, yeah. like, yeah. yes. 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 But at the same time, I'm obsessed <laughs> with Nelly because my mom was obsessed with Nelly and more from St. Louis. I remember meeting Nelly when I was like 13 and being like, Nelly's the shit. Nelly made hits. Nelly made hits. After hit, after hit. He wouldn't listen to it. Like, you're still able to hear it from the other generation and then i was yeah. thinking too like look at the artists that were like popular before we even were like oh yeah music you know there's some that are still today like missy elliott like yeah. you know i was talking about missy elliott the other day because i was just all like she's a fucking g like no matter what she has lasted throughout like i feel like she has like some bitterman but and shit i love here. that meme where like she flipped it and reversed it like in real life but she's literally lasted the test of time because like she was making music before i was even like when i was in diapers she's making right. music and so she's still making music today with the same type of sound like you know it's right. missy elliott whenever you and i feel like you just have to get that sound for yourself yeah and when you get that sound for yourself where anybody will know your sound then it'll last over time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't uh, saying that this music, there isn't good music now. No, I'm just kind of saying that it's all cookie cutter now. Like, you hear too many artists that sound like the last artist. Like, the radio yeah. seems like a pile of the same cookouts, yeah. you know? I feel that okay, making music, it because, okay, so this is something interesting. So, when my warrior, my manager, send my music to record labels or whatever, I hate this compliment, but it is a compliment. This is interesting. I'm like, what is interesting? Like, the ears get known. The fact that they find it interesting and they're not like, good, like, let us know what's up. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's almost better because I'm giving something they haven't heard before. And I've also gotten that a lot that I'm kind of carving on my own sound. In the beginning, it bothered me so much. Well, you're all me as well. Like, you are already, just with the pictures we've seen in videos, like, you really are carving your sound in your life. Thank you. Yeah, and I think that's really important to just, like, be authentic to, to what you're doing. Because there's so many artists I could say that I'm obsessed with. Like, I'm obsessed with... Dua Lipa, for example, but like that's Dua Lipa's journey. Like she's doing her own thing, you know. And if I try to be like Dua Lipa, that's just gonna be a knockoff. Her, yeah, like, be yourself, exactly. you know. And through being influenced, obviously, you can you can take things from others that you think are interesting. There's, I don't really think that copying is like a real thing because even when, as far as music goes, because even if you were to take a song, chord for chord, everything the same. By the time you're done with that song, it's going to sound so different and so you that it doesn't even matter. So it's like, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to, if you see something cool, like, do it. I'm a combination of all the baddest bitches I've ever known. Just them. <laughs>
that's what I felt. That's what I felt to say. I was like, I feel like in life, nothing. You're not original. Yeah. Like you as a person, you're not original. You're just the influences of every person that you've ever met. Yeah. And what you chose to take from that person and make your personality. You already started off as a duplicate from your parents. Yeah, you already like two other people out there, okay? So it's like, you already started fucked, you know? So that's why I think it's just like, like you were saying, like kind of just push it. And I feel like you're doing that so well. Like, I know your, I know your sound. I know if I even heard like... Five seconds of uh, of your song, I would know it was yours. I, I told Martha, like, I was just like, okay, I gotta start putting all these artists that we're talking to on my playlist. So I have y'all on my playlist playing all the time. And my husband just thought, you've already heard this song. I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep listening to it until I know the words. <laughs> so, yes. so, one of the things that I wanted to touch on because I was amazed by, and this is another way that you start to separate yourself from the field, uh, your visuals. And do you have a hands-on with those visuals? You, are you writing the script and working with your production team? So I have five songs out, got four videos. Music videos are amazing. I grew up in the generation of like VH1 and MTV where you'd like go home on Fridays and be like, what's the new video that's out? So I grew up being like a music, obsessed with music videos. So that was a huge part of when I started being an artist. I was like, I really want visual representation because that people want the image, you know, like you, you give the sound. Okay. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is it? Like, where is it? You know, and it's not as it all together. So the first one, I, I worked with different production companies on every single video that I did. I wrote the treatments, original treatments for every single video I've done. But because the production companies I've worked with are all really talented people, you know, those videos are tweaked. They're kind of changed. We meet in the middle. We're like, okay, this sounds good. With my, not my first reset, but Fade, which is, I think, one of my favorite videos I've ever done. It's the one with, like, the microphone mm-hmm. and from smoking and stuff. That was with Halo House. And that was just a team of amazing women and just, they killed it. And they took my vision and, like, made amplified it, which I think is kind of the best thing. Because it's hard to do all of the things. But I am very persistent on, like, kind of a perfectionist where I'm like, these are the colors, like, this is the vibe, mm-hmm. and, you know, if someone tries to kind of steer me away, I'm like, no, like, this is what... It's good to stand and, like, to stay with your own mind and stuff, because it's representing you at the end of the day. No yeah. matter what, like, yeah, other people's names may be tied to it, but everyone's going to tie you to it 100% because you're the face that's being seen. Yeah, and it is, a, if you look at, you know, my stuff you can tell that it's all kind of similar versus if you look at like the production company stuff their stuff is all different so it's definitely like a huge part of it i love visuals it's just i think about the visual almost first literally my whole character is off of like the song desperado by rihanna i just she put that song out and i was like there needs to be a music video for this i'm literally pissed that rihanna isn't like in a club board and walks into a bathroom and it's like all of a sudden in a horse and Videos and the visuals and stuff. I know there's a lot of songs where I don't, 
quite connect to it as well until after I've seen the music video. So when I bump into it on the radio again, I'm like, oh, I, I you get can it see now. the I, video. You start to feel yeah, it more. You can start to feel it. You can see yeah. what you can read. Play that movie yeah, over. And understand your, what their emotions, what they're yeah. trying to convey. Yeah. I feel like a good example of that was the Childish Gambinos. This is America. Oh my gosh. Because you can hear that song just, and you might not. Well, saying, I'm saying this because, like, I don't want to turn into a race thing, but, like, whenever I, like, talk to, because, you know, my husband, he's half Hispanic and half white, and, like, so some of his family members, I was listening to that song, that song like strong. I was like, yeah, this is my chain. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they're like, this is aggressive. Like all of this and everything they were saying was aggressive. And then like, I was like, no, I had to show them the music video and be like, watch this music video. And then after they saw the music video, they're like, oh, okay. Then I'm watching them bump this shit. And I was all like, see, you had to give this shit a chance and listen to those words first. But it sometimes takes when other people, when they don't listen to the drama and everything, it takes visuals for them to get what some of the, because a lot of people have, I don't know if it's just like some stereotype against like hip hop. They just think that it's just it's so just violent. Blocked. Sometimes it's just like, you're just hearing noise. It's not necessarily, you're just Yeah, and I feel like words. that's how I am with uh, country. Like, mm. I feel like country music to me is just always so sad and depressing. Really? <laughs> yeah, like I feel like, I kill myself like after like after i hear like yeah. <laughs> country song but then like if i see the music video and then i see that like oh they're having a good time i'm like oh like- <laughs> i was like okay now i'm taking more of a positive view of but like if i literally listen to any country song i'm just all like go to go in the bathroom you and my husband i swear <laughs> I grew up on country music and I don't know why I have this feeling about it and like why I make this connection to it. That's why because my connection is like from when we would drive to Mexico and that would be the only thing playing on the radio. So it was mm. more of a happy moment for me when I was listening oh, to Oh no, this shit was playing in the house all the time. And I was just so like, <laughs> what's this talking about? It's sad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I definitely feel like there's some like stigma and separation between the genres. That's one of the things that I try to like veer away from whenever people are mm-hmm. what kind of music do you play and like it's rock and roll like you can call it country you can call it this you can call it that you can call it pop but like i don't know what to tell you like it's rock and roll just because like that's how i feel when i'm making it and there's just so many subgenres nowadays it's like this are really oh yeah that's true it's like being like you're a dream pop and then like okay well dream pop's alternative music that i don't know it just gets muddy and i'm like it's all about like the sound the sound should just sound like me and i just wanted to sound like kitty Versus a lot of other artists, I feel like there is, like, what you're saying, just a formula, so. There you go, it's a new genre. It's a, <laughs> I would call it witch rock. Oh, witch rock. Okay. I really want to make a genre called witch rock. I can okay. see how that yeah. works. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. some spellbinding, okay. like, sexy music, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And now my, now, my, now my mind is working. Right, right, right. Oh, shit. We need to build an app right now. We need to where build an app. Oh, you have to get on with this app to get this app. What's your boyfriend? TikTok app. <laughs> no, I am going to do it right now. Right now. Established. I feel like you can be across so many genres, though. Like, I feel like you've made yourself so universal that you can get away with it, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely am happy about that. I think in the beginning it was so, like, my first two songs, you listen to them, and they're very, like, EDM and poppy. And at the moment, it's, that's when you want to be a musician and you want to make money, it's kind of go into pop because you're like that's what sells that's what people like that's what the label sign that's that's it but then when you really start doing it it's like 
the fulfillment that I got out of making music originally wasn't there anymore. Like, I would listen to old voice memos and be like, we need to get back to this. So, this EP that I'm putting out, it's, I'll tell you guys, here's the first people to know, but it's called Disco Lemonade. Disco Lemonade! Yeah. It's such a vibe, and it definitely, like, encapsulates kind of where I'm at now with my music, which is pop and EDM and parts of it. But, you know, later down the line, I kind of want to get into the more, like, I don't want to say stripped down, but just kind of like raw music. If that is fully me and that serves my purpose when I make music, it makes me so just happy. Just music to make yourself Just happy. music to make myself happy. And I think, honestly, that too is like when you can be vulnerable, is people really resonate. Because it's not just like we go about our lives like trying to act like we have it all figured out. Like we all do not know what the fuck we're doing. Right like period. And so being vulnerable is that connection that humans have where you're like, okay, like we're not alone. That comes out like in your darkest moments sometimes. Like when, yeah. when you are have no choice but to create. Like the pandemic pulled a lot of creativity out. That, that brings up a good question. Like whenever we got to quarantine and that started hitting, like what did you do since you couldn't perform? Oh, <laughs> Long pause. <laughs> well, like, it kind of broke my heart for sure because we were gonna do South by Southwest. Oh, and yeah, like, that, that hit right when that was. Yeah, happening. I was like an official artist and I was just kind of like getting it. I was, I was excited. Our soul just came out. I was super pumped. My birthday was about to happen and then. Yeah, everything shut down. Dark Soul came out and it performed really well. And then I kind of was like, what now? So I just started, I mean, smoked a lot of weed for a second and then just like started. Sorry. Once I like got out of like being like this sad girl over it, I just started making music. I went out to the desert for a little bit. I worked with like a very close group of friends that we had already been seeing each other mm-hmm. and we made the video happen. And I really wouldn't take no for an answer. I was like, as long as we like take precautionary measures, like let's do it. Cause we already are all exchanging germs and whatnot. And I just tried to like, you know, hone in my creativity and hope that once I came out of it, it would be for the best. And it, it did. I definitely think I, I put a little too much pressure on my online presence, which can be very daunting as an artist. Like mm-hmm. being on Instagram every day is just not healthy to be on it constantly. Mm-hmm. But I do it because I feel like I'm constantly having to be like, oh yeah, you know, you're, keep you're, up everything. You're so. independent, right? Right now? Yes. I'm, I'm unsigned. I'm, un- yeah. I'm, I'm unsigned. Do you want to be signed? Um, eventually, yes. Okay, but well, can I ask you to stop you there? Yeah. What is the separation? What What would be the main reason that you would want a label? The main reason I'd be want to like want a label is cost to make money. Well, is <laughs> it is it the production? Get... Is it the like they handle all of the booking? Is is it what 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 part of like the independent artist? Uh... So basically, as an independent artist, my financials like. That financing, music videos, production, everything is on me and what I do. When you have a label, basically at that point, ideally, you have enough bands, or right now it's enough data, so it's followers, TikTok views, stuff like that. Um, if you have enough of that, labels like people are already interested in this person, they give you finance to back. So say you get a million dollar record deal. So you get a million dollars to push your music, and then you got to make that money back, pay the label back, and then some. So that's kind of the idea of a label. So it's basically, they like put you on, they put you in front of the people that you, that will actually give a shit about what you're doing. Versus as an independent artist, it's like, my network is like 5,000 people. And that's like, who listens to my music? And that's a lot of people. That's great, you know, for someone doing it by themselves. But labels just offer such a a bigger range of what you can do. And they, they really connect you 
with things that you wouldn't really have access to otherwise. So I definitely want to be signed, but I definitely want to have more leverage. Like I want to create fans that love me regardless of what label I'm signed to or this or that. They just love me for me. One of the things that I've heard about signing with labels and stuff is that they try to kind of mutate you to kind of fit their agenda. And that's why a lot of artists tend to go independent more than they do with uh, a management company. Yeah, I think that, I don't know, it's a hard question because I think that there are artists who feel that way, but I also think that labels are sometimes put in a position of like, we need to be successful, we need to pay our A&R people, we need to pay our staff. So, you know, if you're, put, you're like, you really want to perform a song on a janky microphone, it's like, well, dude, we got to, you know, we need to make it like a radio edit. And so I definitely think there is a tussle there of like, maintaining your creativity and maintaining your ownership of everything but at the end of the day you got to make compromises in business it's a business like that's that and if you want to be an independent artist that's great but you know if you want to play the big game you gotta you gotta make sacrifices and that's just how it goes yeah you become responsible someone for the whole while yeah and also it's like how do you come to the table you come to the table and you know what you want, you know who you are. Like God offered Nick, she is who she knows exactly who she is and what she maybe she doesn't, but she's you know, when you think of her, you know what's up. And I think when you come to the table prepared, it's so much easier to like know what you want. Same with Olivia Rodrigo, she's like huge now. And I think she came knowing what was up and if you believe in it, others believe in it. If you go in there with a, I don't know, like, I'm just going to make music, it's like, okay, well, I guess we'll build a brand for you. But yeah, and like you say, like, technically, you already building your own brand of what you look at your visuals and I'm pretty sure when you, like, you go up to someone and you already have been established, it's definitely helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a give and a take out. Yeah. There's like a whole like, thing about that. I, I just thought Kanye, Kanye went off. <laughs> <laughs> but also like, they made Kanye like millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, like, like, so he needs to sit his ass down. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's like, a little weird in that situation, that space, because he values what he what he's creating, you know, and to But he also yes. signed a contract and he was with a company. Like, when you do stuff like that to get that money, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to take it and then have it, it and then I'm going to spit in your face <laughs> because I don't like it. Everybody read the fine print, know what you're getting into, know what you're committing to, and know pretty much your rights, like your how you want your brain to come out, like you were saying. All that stuff ahead of time. Don't just go yeah, in. Some boundaries. Yeah, right. don't just go in and be like, like she's saying, it's like, oh, I just want to make music. However, that's going to happen. That's, that's how it's going to happen. Might as well stay independent. Yeah, exactly. If that's the case, and there's artists that are independent. Chance the Rapper, he's independent. He's never going to play in the wig way. I don't know if you heard of Toby. Like, uh-huh. like Toby's independent, and really? Toby's like. Mm-hmm. Doing songs with Black Thought and uh, Eric Badu, you know, he's mm-hmm. totally independent. And that's the, the strength in like artists coming together too. Is there there are a lot of exploitation of artists. It's literally in the contracts. It talks explicitly about exploiting the talents of the artists because that is what makes the money. But it's like artists, I think, are also kind of pinned against each other. It's almost like where they make you be competitive, but it's not a competition because genuinely there is room for everyone. Like mm-hmm. there are people. That like music that I literally think is horrible, and but they love it. It's like their favorite. I was just literally talking about this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean to hit on that. We co-writes. They make their music only on cassette. 
So like, they make them all. They the only tapes. record oh. on reset. So they have like this niche market where yeah. their followers yeah, are. They won't. They won't do anything else, or, or they'll do one take. And one take. Do another. They, they do all of their music live. So that's awesome. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. And that's it, a, yeah, I mean, it's a small. I feel like they like they won't struggle, but they're gonna have to work a lot harder because it's like okay you're you're putting you're getting a small little window of things so you're gonna have to push 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 yeah. to get yourself out there and it's not a bad thing but just know that you have to do that and be willing to do that yeah yeah don't complain if that's what you're exactly that's what you make. yeah that's 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 facts yeah so it's, it's all about where you decide to settle like anything in life it's like <laughs> what you want to do with your life and I, i'm i'm so happy to do music and i'm definitely like ready to have those legal conversations but at the end of the day one day at a time. It's, yeah. like, it's like if you if you worry about it all too much, it gets it gets. we're out, we're just now getting out in these streets. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know it's so hard to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, we're just now getting out in these streets. <laughs> I told people because I had COVID for like a month, like a month, over a month. But it's all like, what are you gonna do? I was like, man, the streets own me now. I'm out in these streets. <laughs> I was all like, I need to get out because I feel like it was like right when we were opening back up. Yeah. And like it was like psyched to you you're going to go now you're going into like a decor deal like oh no so as soon as i got out i was just all like okay cool moving around networking networking is key you never i always warn everybody you never know who you're sitting in a room with so always present yourself how you want to represent yourself to you the you're sitting down at a restaurant when you're speaking you mm-hmm. don't know who's sitting down around you and like a lot of people are oh, here. Girl, I've had to learn some of those things the hard way. Oh, really? Just like, <laughs> I don't, because I just be saying shit. And then I'll be like, with my best friends, and be like, okay, go on. I don't care what saying. I don't know. Next thing you know, you see it on the internet, and you're like, damn. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, like, I, I feel like I don't say anything like crazy, but if people want to take things out of context, people just overhear things and think it's about, you know what I'm saying? So it's very important to just kind of like, like only in closed doors around friends and family. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. See, and that's why I was laughing. That's what I was telling y'all earlier. I was just like, that's why I'm outrageous all the time. So like, if I'm in public and I'm just acting outrageous, then they just expect it. You're like, oh yeah, no expectations. Yeah, no, no, no. She's like that. It's like, oh okay, great. As long as you know. <laughs> Go ahead. No, Kenny Cole, the singer songwriter. Right, your yes. creativity is in the visuals. Your creativity is in sound. <laughs> the songwriting process. Do you channel certain emotions when you go into writing these songs? Like, are you using vocabulary? What is it that sparks a song? What could it be that would just like if you were had to write a song today? What could it be that sparks that song? I think that what sparks my songs are kind of melodies more than anything. So, kind of if I hum like a tune or find something that I think sounds nice, I'll kind of build it off of that. And then I'll just like apply that to whatever emotion I'm feeling or whatever I'm going through in the moment. Like I have songs about all different things. I think that Dark Soul, for example, I was just, I don't know, I was just not a good like partner. I was not a good girlfriend to like any person I would date because I was just like focused on beelining towards success or what I wanted that I was kind of like so I kind of had a dark soul towards my partners and so I wrote a song about like what it would feel like to just be like being a bad bitch on the open road like I don't need no man and then and then I'm like in the wayside I'm like just like bawling crying because I like lost love in my life it's like uh, people are crazy you know so it's like two songs in one yeah it's like like I have songs about completely different things that's kind of what sparks it and also I 
like the visuals. I think that if I visualize a song, for example, Fade, I felt very like old Hollywood vibes. So I was like, okay, I need to make this music sound a little bit older. So we added like guitar slides and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's all just kind of based on what I'm feeling or what I want to write about. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of I guess the reason why I ask, is that an avenue that you may travel down songwriting for other people? Um, I've been asked that question a lot. I think if like it, the opportunity presented itself and someone wanted to, and I liked what they were doing, then I would. But right now, I think I'm just kind of focused on my own music. But if, if someone like reached out and was like, "Hey, I, I love the way you write," I would like for you to do it. I'm yeah. Yeah. super open to it, but definitely not like my not don't have my sights set on it or anything. But that's I just moved to Nashville recently. And that's really big there. Yeah. So I've been told to get into oh, it, yeah. but I, so I'm telling you, country singers, oh, man, you can write a song, and it only takes like what three or four lines, you know, like to have a good she's play around and switch up the genre. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you gonna put me in the bathroom with that? <laughs> yeah, but a, a songwriter knows what sounds good. You know, they they you can tell when somebody has written a song, and oh man, they should have said that right there. They could have used a different drop line right there you know what I mean you can critique it a little differently yeah I definitely do I, I definitely do have a critical mind on music sometimes that I hear but at the end of the day sometimes the, the rhyming and going with how it's supposed to be the formula can get mundane and boring and people are like hey switch it up we know you're gonna say up next say something different and that's another great thing about working with like I, I worked on songwriters with no, no songs I've put out yet, but a couple of songs. And I will be, like, stuck on something, and they will know kind of where to take it. I, something I wouldn't even have thought of. You know what I'm saying? It seems so, like, obvious, but for some reason, I couldn't get there. And that's why people like, create their sound, too. It's like, I have the way I say things. I have my little phrases, and it's like, I'll probably just kind of keep people reiterating that, because that's how I tell stories. It's basically just telling stories but seeing it. That's, that's and I always feel like too, whenever you get into a group with a, like just even a few people, that pushes your thoughts and your ideas to a whole nother level. Oh, 100%. I always get, I'm always telling them all the time, like, when I write something, I'm like, can somebody else look at this? Because I need, like, other eyes. Other eyes. Yeah, I need other eyes, because I might be sounding like a psychopath. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the worst is when they just link in, I'm like, yeah, sorry, whatever. Or, or it's <laughs> like, yeah, sure, and nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get that, that infinite, like, ghost. <laughs> And then you're just sitting there, you're just waiting, you're just all like, I can't move on. Because I need a, yeah, like, I need, I need yes. an opinion. Yes. <laughs> or this one, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in reverse, though, that what makes you such a good overseer. Because I can remember sending you stuff and you pick it apart. Like, I need that, you know, in order for it to be right. I need you to pick yeah, it apart. Yeah, don't say shit to me. Yeah, don't say shit to Lola. She's because I'm like, oh, you want to listen to this? And I'll be like... This is gonna be taken. And it's <laughs> and then I'll like send you this big ass fucking email. It was like I didn't ask for all that. But it definitely helps. Anytime you can have somebody pick your stuff apart, uh, which is a hard thing to do, you know, being an artist and a creative, when you show your stuff to the world, they have the opportunity to take tear it down if they want to. Uh, but I guess it's about that character to be able to take the good and. Leave the trash. Oh, yeah, and not everybody's gonna like you. Like, I was just gonna say, when you show your work, it's definitely helpful when you show it to someone that already knows what you have in mind, exactly. what you're looking for. That way, they don't go in blindly with the 
random opinions. Right. Yeah, that's 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 totally true. Um, I have very selective who I show. I mean, doing the beginning stages. Like that one of my good friends, Aubrey Dennis. She's a photographer, but she is a really good poet, and I like love the way she writes. And I was like, hey, can you like check these songs out? She doesn't even write songs, but if she, it's exactly what I needed because in a lot of ways, songwriting is. And she can see the sentence structure. Yeah. She can make sure that all of the you know language is correct. Like, exactly. that's what What's this? It's not even a word. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of this. <laughs> it's disrespecting a word. Disrespecting. No, well, I use it. Disrespecting. Disrespecting. <laughs> disrespecting. No, I, just, I don't think there is. I have so many, I have so many words like that. I think it's supposed to be more disrespect and not disrespecting. Is it? It's an action. It's, it's an action. It's an adverb, right? You're doing it. Googling it. Because I'm so like. Oh my God. Why is it? Why is it? I don't know. I think I, I tend to put two words together often when I'm trying to speak. He's speaking too fast. Yeah, that's that Spanglish. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't make any Spanish words with the English oh, word. Yeah. Kitty, while she's Googling and doing her search, um, you have a new EP coming soon, right? Yeah. Tell us more about that and let us know when the drop date is so our ATA starts. So listeners can tune in. Well, it's called Disco Lemonade. It is like pretty eclectic. It's all kind of what I've released so far, plus two songs the song Disco Lemonade and then another one. Which one of them is a country song, which is kind of funny, but I thought I had to add it in there. I learned cowboy hat. I was like, come on, you yeah, right? put it in there. And then Disco Lemonade is honestly one of my favorite songs. So really excited. It's really eclectic, very colorful, very fun, and just kind of shows like how I've grown as an artist and like what I'm headed towards. So it's pretty dope. I'm when is this? When are we expecting this? I, uh, I want to say the end of July, but it Let's might... not say anything. Tentative. Yeah. Tentative. <laughs> It's gonna be. It's gonna be this summer. It's okay. gonna be this summer. That's when it's gonna be. And I, so I, I'm, I'm here to report that disrespecting is not a word. It's not a word. It's more just you have to put. More, anytime it's not a word, you either have to put like more in front of it of the word. Be like more disrespect. So my mama was using the wrong. I learned this recently and I used to make fun of her all the time. She used to call our refrigerator, uh, refrigerator, uh, refrigerator. Yes, refrigerator. It's just like, was a refrigerator. It, yeah, and I didn't realize that was like a popular name. Right. Right. And I'm like, damn, it's fucking off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I'm all like, and, and once I realized that, I was just like, oh man, I've been making fun of you for like oh, the Lord. last 15 to 20 years. Some <laughs> shit that you were correct. Oh Lord. <laughs> Those are like, dang, yeah. So oh. disrespecting. To our audience, is not a word. Well, <laughs> cool. yeah, it's one of those. It's a of, bunch of them. Except I don't mean no disrespecting. Yeah, it's not. It's not a correct sentence, but it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if you're if you're disrespecting, and that means in that moment well, you just call me country grammar. I was gonna say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. there you go, there you go. Yeah. So, Kitty, if you could talk to the younger Kitty when she first started doing music, what would you tell her? Don't let him get you down, kid. I like yeah, that. Just like keep going and like it'll be fine. 
don't let boys be mean to you. you can do what you want when you want. How you want it. Don't let anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and just don't let them get you down. I don't know. I, I fixated so much on how people saw me. There's people can be so mean on the internet. And I'll tell you what, people hate to see a successful woman, a successful young woman. The first thing people want to do is be like, she's this, she's that, you're overweight, you don't need to knock off Doja Cat. I'm like, what are you even talking about? I don't know. There's so many like random comments like that. But then it's like, if you fixate and even read those things, it'll ruin everything. I feel like if people have the the time to write hatred towards you, then you're doing something right. Like, if someone, you had that many thoughts about me that made you, like, see red, I'm doing something right. Well, that's how you I got you emotional. I was like, oh, I got you red, I got you big bad, huh? That hatred, that hatred is that, that mirror image of that person reflecting mm-hmm. themselves into you. Yeah. They don't see what you're doing, mm-hmm. but they see themselves in you. So they hate that part that they don't have. When yeah. re- I feel like it's own. envy. Anybody that talks yeah. shit that they don't hate. know you yeah. is envy. Yeah. So that should be like a boost within itself. Like yeah. You can like some shit without having to comment. I don't like Takashi 6 9 I don't listen to that damn yeah. music. You know, I don't comment on the dude yeah. until now. Like, but I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> You just commented on it, but I will give it an example. I'll give okay. it an example. Sure. That's facts. Yeah, it's it's you can't fix it on that stuff because once you do, you'll start comparing yourself to everyone, and that is like the death of art when you start comparing yourself to others. I've had to struggle with it for the whole time, and yeah, it's just, can't worry about it. You got to just focus on the good stuff, and every bad comment is like ten nice things that cool people have to say. Not to say the people that are being mean on the internet aren't cool. I mean, you don't know people are going through at home. Like, you don't know what their life's like. And maybe they just take their anger out on the internet. I don't know. If <laughs> and that sucks for them, you know? And I wish those people peace and I hope that they're okay. But, yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they should all die. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. no, they should. They should all just, we all give them all cookies and rainbows. Ah, and like, listen to my music, go home. Yeah, go home. Oh, and you hate it, it doesn't matter. You're just so sweet. I'm just all like, nah, we're going to we're gonna uh, do a drive-by tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Who's ever making a comment on King's music in her look? Watch out. Yeah. I'm going to be offended tonight. We're, we're coming. Yeah, we're coming after you. So, for sure, for sure. Kitty, before we get out of here. Do kick out like all of your social media, uh, ETX artists, social listeners want to follow you, tap into your music. Where can they find Kitty Cohen? You can find me on any social network um, at Kitty Cohen, K I T T Y C O E N. My YouTube, everything, that's what it is. Um, Love that. Check it out and hope you like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, rock on, rock on. So, ATX artists, social listeners, you have experienced Kitty Cohen. Go out and follow her at Kitty Cohen. That's K-I-T-T-Y-C-O-E-N. On all social media sites. Check her out on YouTube. Check out the visuals and the videos. Follow her on Spotify, Apple Music, all of the play, uh, music players. Oh, and then I do want to throw, throw that out there that she will be one of the performance for Bonfire. Mm-hmm. So remember that that's going to be happening on July 3rd. I'll get back to you on <laughs> Yeah, stay updated. You know, stay tuned. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ye
Anyway, we're going to let y'all out to a track by Kitty Coin. So, uh, ATS on the social team, y'all help me send her off with a well wishes. Three, two, one. We say it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You trick me every time. It's a wrap. I need you to say it out loud. It's a wrap. It's a one, two, three. It's a wrap.